Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. It's 9.30 in 716. All ears as marijuana legalization is blowing across New York State. We do not want to be California or Colorado. I've gone to all those states. That's the Wild West. I'm here because I am speaking out against the legalization of marijuana. I will continue to work with the governor and his people as he moves forward with putting forth some legislation that will be considered by the legislature, hopefully in 2019. I'm Tim Wenger on 930 and 716. It's all about the push to legalize marijuana in New York State. Hi, and thank you for attending the Buffalo Regulated Marijuana Regional Listening Session. My name's Lila Hunt. I'm from the New York State Department of Health. And so it began Wednesday night, the regional listening session on marijuana legalization. The legislation could be up for consideration in 2019, and if passed, implementation sometime in 2020. Assemblywoman Crystal Peoples-Stokes opened the meeting. She's a proponent of legalization with some key stipulations. I don't think that New York should or could um, put in any sort of legalization of marijuana without clearing hundreds and thousands of records of those arrested for small, low-level marijuana offenses. As we know, those people who have records, these are felonies. So when you get home, you can't get a Pell Grant to go to college. You can't even live in public housing. Public housing prohibits people who have felonies from living in, in there. You can't, it's very difficult to get a job. All of those records have to be sealed as a part of this process. I would say expungement, except New York State doesn't expunge. We can seal, though, and we should with this passage of any legislation like this. The governor should additionally be concerned about creating a diverse and inclusive industry as opposed to one dominated by Wall Street. The revenues from legalization must be dedicated to repairing communities harmed by prohibition. The state should be investing in more education, drug treatment, prevention programming, re-entry services, job training, and community development, particularly in those communities that have been negatively impacted by the mass incarceration. The Marijuana Regulation and Taxation Act will create a system of tax and regulated marijuana. It will reinvest, should reinvest in communities most harmed by prohibition, and it should provide significant financial boosts to New York to deliver the services that people so desperately need. Through this act, we can better restrict minors from having access, much like we do with cigarettes and alcohol. You have to prove how old you are in, in order to get access. We, have, we will have the ability to in, increase, we should have the ability to increase its medicinal needs. A lot of people, whether they're underground or have the ability to go get a prescription right now, uh, they're self-medicating. And I think that we should have the ability to expand that in a way that would be beneficial to a lot of people uh, I think we could better use um, the opportunities to create new jobs. I have been to several states that have already legalized, and it does create jobs because I've seen it. I've seen it happen, and I think we could do the same thing here in New York. 
the, the opportunity to generate um, tax revenue is important, but in my estimation, it's, it's small if you compare it to the fact that this can change people's lives. This can give people a second opportunity to be the citizen that they deserve to be. And I'm hopeful that um, through the discussion, people will realize that this is not the marijuana or the cannabis seed of the 60s. This is 2018, people use it in a different way. There are literally children who are being given cannabis oil in order so that they don't have seizures. Well, if the, we can give cannabis oil to children so that they don't have seizures, then certainly we can take away records from a young man who was incarcerated for possession of small amounts so that he can continue with his life. And if we have the opportunity to generate a lot of revenue for the state of New York, then by all means, the, last thing, the first thing we should want to do is to begin ending poverty. And you can't begin ending poverty by starting outside of the communities that have been negatively impacted by the mass incarceration. You can go in any city, any town, any village in the state of New York, and you can tell where that drug war had an impact at. That's where we should be sending the, sending the investment that we're going to send as a result, we'll see as a result of this product. So I thank you for the opportunity to listen. I will continue to work with the governor and his people as he moves forward with putting forth some legislation that will be considered by the legislature, hopefully in 2019. And I look forward to the day when we are able to say that in New York State we, we are moving progressively to change the lives of many who we have harmed and help the lives of those who we can. Thank you. Hi, I'm uh, Lazo Mechler. I'm the uh, director of the Debt Neurologic Institute, director of the Debt Canvas Clinic, chief of neurology and oncology at Roswell Park. One after one, hear from a number of them now as they came to the open microphone and had their say, like Dr. Mechler. I have over 6,000 patients presently being treated with medical marijuana. I started off as a skeptic, and I see a lot of my patients waving to me. I started off as a skeptic, somebody who did not believe in it, but I had no choice. In New York State, you have now 13 uh, indications of which most of them are neurological. So running a neurological center, I had no choice. I got involved three years ago. We now have close to 6,000 patients. I believe in it. I'm an advocate. I advocate in Washington. I wish I could advocate in Albany. They haven't called me in three years. I'm concerned that this process, whatever it may be, be it adult use or recreational, or what I believe in is medical, should have a process where physicians take a leadership role in committees and indications. We do not want to be California or Colorado. I've gone to all those states. That's the Wild West. What we need is something that has uh, a structure, that it's physician-oriented, so physicians control, because this is a medication. You're taking things that could affect you. So I think most people here are more comfortable when a physician gives something, a physician who may have experience in this. So all I'm requesting is simple. If we're gonna do this, have physicians in leadership roles, and, we'll, and there are enough physicians in this community in New York State to be helpful in decision making. And at the end of the day, I've heard a lot of th things where the money will go. Not once did anybody mention research. Without research, the payers, the payers will, I'm sorry, so the payers won't pay. Right, out of all the 6,000 patients I have, 35% of patients can't afford it. What a shame, what a shame. So if you're gonna make a business of it, give it to the people. Thank you. Thank you.
Please. Thank you. My name is Dr. Gail Burstein. I'm a pediatrician and I'm the Erie County Department of Health Commissioner. So I'd like to use my two minutes to recommend regulations which would safeguard our communities. So I strongly believe that the following regulations should be considered. So these are in three categories. Uh, uh, first, to increase the safety for minors. The second is to increase the safety for the general public. And then the third is how to use our licensing and tax revenues. So just uh, first to increase the safety of minors, I recommend that we should bar producers from making edibles that are attractive to children, such as candies. I recommend implementing a legal permissive age of 25 years or older, given our understanding of brain development and the ability to understand and control impulsivity and risk of people who are under 25. I uh, recommend mandating child proof packaging on all THC containing products and instituting a strong civil or criminal penalties for use around children or while children are under the direct care of an adult, such as including when driving in the same car as children or the sole caregiver. Then our recommendations for increasing safety for the general public. I recommend including marijuana in New York's Clean Indoor Air Act, implementing edible safety regulations, instituting enforcement regulations related to restaurant and environmental inspections, place monthly THC caps for users, cap the THC content in products, uh, place a ban on marijuana advertising, require cannabis dispensaries to post public health information, and put a completely ban the sale of any THC containing e-liquid products with flavoring. And then the third is how to use our licensing tax revenue. I recommend sequestering a significant proportion of the tax revenue to cover public health prevention education, surveillance for marijuana adverse events, and enforcing regulations on dispenser. I recommend using uh, revenue to implement a strong, well-founded public health campaign to notify all marijuana, uh, notify the public of all marijuana's potential dangers, and then mandate a license to use and/or purchase to ensure that users and and seller dealers are adequately educated about the dangers and risk. Thank you. Thank you. Hello, everybody. My name is Jack Percari, and I'm the executive director here at Western New York Normal. I'm here today because I have been a medical marijuana patient for over eight months, and I believe that the current system is failing to provide patients with a cost-effective quality product. I stand behind Laszlo Metzler, the medical director at Denton Neurologic Institute, in his claims that the insurance companies will not cover medical cannabis until full-scale research, full research is conducted. This is realistic, and I hope that a decent amount of recreational marijuana tax revenue sales, uh, tax revenues will help patients afford their much-needed medicine until insurance companies will follow suit. Availability is one thing, but accessibility has many implications. Additionally, I would highly recommend giving the citizens of New York State the right to legally cultivate up to six plants for medical or personal use. This, plant, uh, this gives patients the opportunity to produce a product that specifically fits their needs. Self-cultivation is a critical part of statewide legalization that should definitely be in implemented. I would like to close this testimony by thanking everybody who has taken the time to listen to my proposals. I hope these suggestions serve you well in drafting future legislation. Thank you. Thank you. 
Hello, my name is Melissa Moore, and I'm a patient care representative for Pharmacanus, the cannabis dispensary in Buffalo here. Uh, I speak on behalf of myself. And uh, what, as you go forward setting the regulations for recreation, uh, I recommend that medical market receive exemptions from restrictions. Uh, there's a big problem with patients being able to afford the medicine, and if there's tax exemptions, uh, it can benefit the patient to get access to the product. Um, also, uh, recreation cannabis just sees more revenue, and a lot of times medical is swept right under the rug, and it's not supported. So as you make these regulations, please support the medical market. Also, um, I agree with uh, home cultivation. I don't see that there's an issue with it. This plant um, is safe in the hands of everyone. Also, um, as far as uh, setting regulations, I'd also like you to concentrate on testing lab access. And there's only one testing lab in New York State right now. And uh, we need more access to that. I think uh, the public should have access to be able to test their products as well as um, more uh, access will speed the process up and we won't have supply and demand issues as often because it really hurts the patient when there isn't supply there and what do they have to do about the pain? They're going to return to opioids um, or even go to the street for heroin worse. So um, thank you very much and Good evening. My name is William Penman. I'm the Executive Director of the Allegheny Council on Alcohol and Substance Abuse. I'm here because I am speaking out against the legalization of marijuana. I firmly believe in the medical component and the continued uh, research to be done with, with marijuana and it, the possibilities of the uh, diseases and so on that it can work with but we do not need to legalize the rest of it. In reference to the social injustice issues, those laws can be changed without legalizing marijuana. Um, one other statement I have is the New York State Health Department's uh, concluding statement that says that the positive effects of regulating marijuana will outweigh the potential negative impact. Well, I've worked in drug and alcohol for over 20 years, and I have seen the devastation that alcohol, tobacco, and all other drugs, opiates, and that have had on the lives and families of the people that, that we work with. Legalizing another drug and saying that we are going to, uh, you know, we're going to regulate it by doing education programs and so on, we've done that with alcohol and with tobacco. And we've not been very successful with those. So to add another legalized, uh, legalized product to that would not be beneficial at all. WBEN will be hosting a day-long 12 Voices and 12 Hours broadcast on marijuana legalization Monday, October 15th. We're back tomorrow. That's 930 in 716. We're back tomorrow with another edition from the studios of WBEN Buffalo.
Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did.